Hello and welcome back to the Silver Screen Roll Podcast Network. This is I Love Basketball. I'm your host, Sabrina Merchant, joined as always by Raj Jafalu. Raj, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, just first, before we get talking about the Laker game, how have you been? Did you miss me? <laughs> Most definitely. Uh, definitely missed you. Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast feed. Thank you to uh, Cooper and Jacob for uh, filling in uh, the last few weeks. Yeah, how was your trip? How was, uh, you know, how was your few days off away from the Lakers, away from... Uh, if there's a good team here or not, I got, got away from that. How was your how was your trip off? I had a great vacation. Uh, I was in Europe for about 10 days and I didn't watch any basketball while I was there. Basically came back to the knowledge that the Lakers were one and four in the preseason and looking forward to seeing what that looked like today. And I got to say, I don't feel the need to go back and watch any of those previous games. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm sad you got the worst game, honestly. The other ones were actually filled with a bunch of stuff where, you know, we took some positivity from it, the spacing principles, all that stuff was stuff that we kind of noted. And then tonight you saw the full rotation and it was kind of ugly, honestly. It looked like a lot of dudes stepping on each other's toes. Um, not able to nobody can really get in a rhythm. Uh yeah, that was the game you ret- you returned to. I, I should clarify the Lakers were one in three when I returned mm-hmm. to watching basketball. So I don't want to denigrate them too much. They're now one in four in the preseason. So it is what it is. Um, Darvin Ham had expressed that he was going to play a real rotation or like a semblance of a real rotation in these last two preseason games. So what we saw today with LeBron, AD, Russ, Pat Bev, and Lonnie Walker starting is theoretically a real regular season starting lineup. And the mm-hmm. way that everybody came in afterwards is apparently what could happen during the regular season. And like you said, I mean, I was a little concerned that we were going to have some back and forth here where once again, like you are way more optimistic than I am. But no, apparently we're on the same page because um, admittedly, I am still a little jet lagged. I could not stay awake during the third quarter. Like it was bad basketball. <laughs> um, I think the first thing that stood out to me as I have, uh, you know, I've tried to consume some content about the Lakers mm-hmm. over the past few days just to, like, re-familiarize myself with the team before the start yeah. of the regular season. Even though I've told you this ahead of time, like, I don't really buy into preseason. I know that we said that we wanted the Lakers to come out on a stronger foot this year right. compared to what happened last year. Um, and, I mean, the reason I don't buy into preseason is because I was overwhelmingly sold by the hype of the 2020 preseason <laughs> when Taylor and Tucker looked like the second coming. But... Uh, I had heard that the offense looked much improved, that the Lakers Mm -hmm. were not shooting the ball well, but they were creating good shots and the spacing looked good. And there was uh, an organization to the offense. It made sense and appeared to be optimizing, you know, the talent that we have. I didn't see any of that. (laughs) The half court offense looked like trash. Uh, I'm not sure if it was, you know, just because once again, the Lakers shot terribly. I think LeBron made the first three of the first half and then, was it Austin Reeves made the last three and they were 0 of 16 in between those. And then a similar situation transpired yeah. in the second half, but spacing like that, that wasn't a thing that was really happening. I mean, I saw some like driving and kicking into Russell Westbrook catch and shoot threes, which like that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> I saw Patrick Beverly being wildly confident with his shot and just bricking three after three. Um, there was a situation, I think at the start of the second quarter where, like Patrick Beverly curled off of Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis threw the ball to nobody in particular. Like there was a lot of just nonsense happening in the half court. Uh, Raj, was I missing something or like, is this what the half court offenses look like for five games? Well, what would happen today? 
Yeah, actually, it hasn't. It's looked a lot better than this. Um, okay. Is this that well, looked- vaunted Minnesota defense, you know, <laughs> with uh, with Nas Reed as the anger that they... Oh, I'm sorry. Rudy Gobert wasn't even playing today. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't that. I think, number one, I think the starting lineup was new. You had Lonnie Walker in there at the small forward spot. JTA had been starting. Uh, what they've been doing, really, is they've been running. Uh, mm-hmm. They've been have, running a lot of dribble handoffs, a lot of pick and rolls, 80, you know, in the middle. We signed two centers, Sabrina, but I think Ham, with his offense, with the lineups, has told us 80 is going to be the center, which, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think was was known from the beginning. Um, and in the in the past few games, it's been a JTA starting. It's been, you know, a, a couple more connecting guys, Austin Reeves starting. And it's why I disagreed with the starting lineup. You had Russ, Patrick Beverly, Lonnie Walker, LeBron, and AD. And again, I think just throwing Lonnie in there, who looked good, Mm-hmm. But he's still more of a get-your-own-offense type of guy, and you combine that with Russ. And before, we had Kendrick Nunn starting, but um, he's one of those guys, too. So that's where the ball was kind of moving more, and it just looked like there were too many guys playing, right? Like, we had, like, six guards trying to fill a four-guard rotation. Somehow, Dennis Schroeder entered the game today, um, and he Well, he in. had to. He hasn't played yet. <laughs> well, yeah, so, like, and you add him to an already super-heavy guard rotation, um, and I thought there would be a way to kind of, you know, move guys up, but... It just looked too tight. Kendrick Nunn, uh, what you saw tonight was not the Kendrick Nunn that we've been experiencing, actually. Like, Kendrick Nunn looked like a godsend. He looked, like, better than the guy we hoped to sign, especially against Phoenix, where he went off for 21 points. Um, And he just looked, like, really comfortable when they gave him the ball. But, but, but tonight, it felt like every time he touched the ball, he felt like, oh, it's my turn to score. I have to do something. And he looked kind of sped up. Um, So, yeah, they're going to have to fix that. I thought Wendy and Gabriel not playing wasn't the right decision. I thought we were just so small. Minnesota kicked our, you know, but last year too inside, they did the same thing. I know Towns and Gobert didn't play, but Nas Reed is a big dude who, for some reason, doesn't miss when he plays against us. Like he hits all of his threes. He looked wonderful. Um, you know, he looked, he looked great. Um, And they killed us on the boards as well. Um, Guys like Noel, and they just crashed the glass. So yeah, the offense was better, Serena. I promise. This is not the Lakers team that we have been watching the last few days like Darvin Ham has been implementing stuff it's just number one Minnesota's a real team that played real guys tonight I know Cat Gobert didn't play but um, they did play a, like a rotation that they expect to be one of the top teams in the west and we look like a bunch of new guys again when you add Dennis Schroeder back in the mix Lonnie Walker only played I believe the one game uh, and we're gonna have to fix that because we play the Warriors in like a week and when the, the games actually start yeah, we play the Warriors in six days, uh, potentially five mm-hmm. from when you're listening to this podcast, because it is late <laughs> on Wednesday night. Uh, and despite the fact that I believe the Lakers beat the Warriors in a preseason game when mm-hmm. Steph Curry played, yeah, uh, this effort does not give me a lot of confidence as to what the <laughs> Lakers are going to look like against Golden State. Uh, maybe Juan Descano Anderson is uh, you know, the key to holding all that together. But there's a couple of things I wanted to uh, get into that you hit on. Uh, first thing is, I did think that the Lakers made more of a commitment to run yeah. in this game than I remember happening most of last season. Like, granted, a lot of stops were not happening last game, but even like off of dead balls, I thought the Lakers were picking up the pace a little bit more. So I thought that was a good idea, especially because I mean they have like a ton of just basically, I don't. I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but like their depth pieces are not like meaningfully different. Right. So you can like run a, a deep rotation on the same talent level, with all yeah. guys who are like basically have the same quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good idea is pushing the tempo as much as possible, especially because like we mentioned earlier, 
backward offense looks terrible. So actually getting going in transition as much as possible, all for that. Uh, starting lineup wise, um, I still think the Lakers are going to be best served by playing centers just because it's not that I don't think Anthony Davis can handle playing center. It's just that when you don't play, when you play Davis at the five, the rest of the lineup is so small because there aren't any like natural threes and fours to fill in there. Like if you're going to play more JTA or Wendy Gabriel, yeah. like you mentioned, then you can kind of get some bodies at those wing spots. But like there was a lineup in the first quarter where Austin Reeves was essentially the power forward. Like it was AD Austin, none Russ and Schroeder. Like what the hell is that? That is not a regular season lineup. I'm sorry, Darvin. There's a lot of good vibes around the Darvin Amic experience. I don't ever want to see that five man unit running minutes for the Lakers. That was insane. So like I, I kind of think that the centers just have to play because otherwise the Lakers get too small. And again, this is not an Anthony Davis not be playing center thing. It's just like someone has to provide some sort of bulk or physicality. And like <laughs> I was I was stunned not to see Damian Jones at all until essentially garbage time. Like how bad has he been during the preseason that he can't get on the floor during the first three quarters of a preseason game? Well, he started the first game, right? He started okay. that first game with AD. Um, and it took one game for Darvin Ham to be like, no, my our no. centers just aren't good enough uh, in game two, which AD was out for back tightness. But uh, the plan was to start him at center, um, I believe, with with uh, JTA. Okay. And yeah, like I, I think we're just playing a system that's trying to maximize space and pace and run. And our bigs just aren't like at the higher level talent pool on the roster. So when you start AD at center, that opens up another guard spot, right? So it opens up another, uh, or another wing spot wing in quotation. Cause we're having, sure, guards we don't really have wings. Yeah. We don't really have wings. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I like, I know we joke like JTA and Gabriel, not the key, but like just this roster makeup, just to have like the structure, make any type of sense. Um, I think one, they need to be in the rotation cause they're taller than six, three and run and have high motor. Like that's just stuff that we need. You saw tonight, a lot of laziness again, kind of popped up. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but it's like it crept felt back a in. lot like a Lakers game that I could have watched last year. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, when Minnesota's scoring and when you're two for 18 from three, some of those kind of bleed in uh, to the defensive end. And number two, Sabrina, I think we need to pick. Like, I don't think all these guards can play. Like, you can't play Dennis, Lonnie, Nunn, Russ, you know, and Pat Bet. Like, that's too many guards. And I feel like you get the worst of everyone mm-hmm. doing that, especially Austin Reeves. I think he gets cut the most. They played him next to LeBron. And he ends AD up and... playing like three and four, which is not his natural position. Yeah. And they're trying to make him the backup point guard, which I get trying to get Austin the ball more, get him like, you know, get him uh, more aggressive. But I just think like what Austin is great at is playing next to LeBron and AD, get him moving off of them. You saw a little bounce pass to LeBron today. And again, I think you get the worst out of Austin. You saw what Kendrick Nunn looked like tonight, just not getting touches. They put Nunn next to walk us. And it's like, there's one basketball, like, you know, and Russ, man, uh, that was, <laughs> that was an experience tonight, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, like, I think that's where we need to go. You need more wings, wherever you can play them. And then, uh, choose between the guards you talked about a real rotation really quickly matt ryan was like the second sub tonight <laughs> he was he's not the not... second sub he came in like the oh, second quarter okay oh, second quarter 
Oh, he's the second sub against the, in the Warriors game. Sorry, he yeah. came in like he came. He was came in like, like LeBron and Beverly were not playing in the Warriors game, so that's fine. Right, yeah. right. Uh, but yeah, he. I think you know Darvin Ham expected like him to play tonight. He said a real rotation, and Matt Ryan came in the second quarter. Um, he missed all his shots tonight, sadly. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, that's where I'm at with this. Okay, so another another few things I want to pick up on that you just said. Uh, okay, so assuming that Anthony Davis is going to be starting at center because our yeah. Other centers are just not up to snuff, which is fine. I accept that premise. No big deal. Um, how do we like? How do we reconcile which guards are supposed to play with which units? Because Lonnie Walker, I thought looked great today up until he got hurt, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's because Lonnie Walker is playing well or because he <laughs> got to play all the minutes next to LeBron and AD, which admittedly makes guys look better. So, like, there's things that I think that he does that pop off really nicely. Like with Ron AP, he moves. Like he's his speed is an excellent weapon. And that's definitely the kind of thing that helps when you have passers like LeBron and like mm-hmm. when you can, you know, get going. I mean, he was even leading a break at one point, like where he found LeBron at the end of a possession. Yeah. Um, he he seems like the kind of player who could thrive next to other stars, but also, like you said, he's kind of looking for a shot too. So maybe you could have him run in second units. Like I'd, I'd heard Jovan Buha mention him like sort of as the Malik Monk replacement on this year's team. And, Malik obviously yeah. was an excellent anchor for second units too, just because he had that scoring burst of his own. I'm curious, do you think, cause you mentioned you didn't like the starting lineup. Is that because you thought there were too many ball handlers in it or like was Lonnie Walker, the problem there? Like who should be starting next to LeBron Russ and AD? Cause setting aside how bad Russ was today, he's going to be starting. So who should be starting next to those three? Yeah, so I definitely number one, I would like JTA to start, and I'd like Austin Reeves to start. Like that's my Austin for sure. I think needs to be with the stars. I think you need one more just wing in there. Lonnie Walker actually has been great defensively. Like I think tonight as well, you saw like he actually chased around screens. I thought he did a great job on Anthony Edwards tonight. Like he, you know, he moved his feet and missed some shots that he's gonna hit. But uh, yeah, I it's a he tough did a great... physicality matchup for Lonnie too, just because Edwards is so much thicker than him. Yeah, and the problem, honestly, Sabrina, is Lonnie's a three on this team. Like, he's a two on, like, most teams, right? Even maybe a one. But on this team, he has to play the small forward uh, because he has a little bit of a longer wing stand, wingspan. I think he's 6'4", which is basically a seven-footer on this squad. But he's <laughs> he's uh, 6'4". But, yeah, I'd like Austin Reeves and JTA. JTA's been starting, actually, and it's been looked uh, look pretty well, look pretty good. Um, He's like a connector, similar to Austin is. I just think, like, if you already have Russ and LeBron, I don't need another, like, ball handler. But this is the issue, like, tonight, I thought Dennis and Pat Bev was, like, our best defensive guard backcourt. Like, I thought they defended really well. I just don't know how you fit that into, like, I also want Kendrick Nunn running second units because if he's not, then why do you have Kendrick Nunn here? Like, Kendrick Nunn got, like, six catch-and-shoot or, like, four or five catch-and-shoot opportunities. He didn't shoot all of them. But it's, like, if you have Kendrick Nunn spotting up, it's not really getting you the best of Kendrick Dunn. That's all. That's the same thing. Like if you have Lonnie Walker spawning up and Lonnie Walker is more of an athlete, so he can kind of work off LeBron and AD in different ways. But I would start Austin and uh, JTA. The like elephant in the room is probably Russ should come off the bench, but that's not going to happen. So, um, but uh, they like I, it's just too many guards. I think, you know, Gabriel probably needs to play, even though he's not in the top talent of the roster. Damon Thomas Bryant, like, like they scored every time he defended like anybody tonight um and damian jones just runs up the floor a lot slower than i think damian jones part of the reason why nasri had such an excellent game (laughs) yeah and nas hit a bunch of threes which the defense too. i want to ask you about this because it's this is why i expected like 
in past seasons, I was like, you know, AD's going to start at the four. Like, I was very confident in that. I don't care what AD said at media day. Like, I understood that AD was going to start at the four. This year, I was pretty confident he wasn't. One, we're not running a too big offensive system or defensive system, which gives up these open threes <laughs> to uh, Nas Reed to the corners. It's a Milwaukee Bucks type of defense uh, where you're going to give up open threes like this. Do you think we can keep the team bought in enough with that? Because I saw the belief kind of leave the team a little bit. You saw Nas Reed hit like three threes, um, all these other guys. Like, what do you think of the defense, I guess? Because it's different than Vogel's style, right? Vogel's more of like a help drop, uh, very much a drop coverage type. The Pam is more like keep it two on two. Keep your guy in front of you. If you give up that three, it's okay. Just protect the rim. But we're not funneling everything to the rim. Is that something that you think is uh, sustainable, I guess, for this team? I, I didn't love the defense. Um, it just like mm. didn't look like so what I said like earlier, like this is a game that I could have seen last year. Like yeah. that, that the main difference was that the defensively, just schematically we didn't look the same. Um mm-hmm. like you said about like we're not funneling things to the room. I thought we were like allowing a lot of floaters, uh, which mm-hmm. is not not technically a rim shot, right? Like uh I thought like the guards are being super aggressive, knowing that they yeah. had the help behind them, but then like uh, the Minnesota guards were taking advantage of that in between line. Like there were so many instances where they sort of like got the guard on their hip because they were being super aggressive, like going for a potential takeaway. And then like, now you're behind them. And like, that's a clean yeah. little shot there. Like Noel was getting that a lot. D'Angelo was getting that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And it's asking AD a lot to cover, you know, shots directly at the hoop. And then also in that floater range. And I thought that was burning the Lakers too. But I mean, like that's, that is what it is. Uh, the three thing, I mean, like like you said, it's a Milwaukee defensive system. Like that's what it is designed to give up. Right. And unfortunately, like just the way the league is evolving, there are more and more Nas reads. Like there are more and more bigs that can make that shot. Even even from when Bud first installed that system in 2018, right? Like even within those yeah. last four years, I think that evolution has happened. Uh, so, I mean, I just I think there are ways the Lakers can be more aggressive defensively, like to not contain those shots. And I wonder if they're just sort of building a base right now because so much of the personnel is new and like they haven't figured out if it's going to be a one big or two big situation. I don't trust Thomas Bryant to be the lone big or not like the lone big, like the center in this defensive system, like not one Mm -hmm. iota. Like he is not Brooke Lopez. (laughs) Like he is not even Bobby Portis by any stretch of the imagination. Um (laughs) I could see Damian Jones playing in this system, but like, I also think that one of Damian Jones's strengths is his mobility is his activity, uh, which I, he doesn't necessarily have a high motor. Like you mentioned this earlier, he gets up the court, like a surprisingly slow rate. <laughs> he should be moving faster, but he was faster in 2020. I could have sworn he, he like, moved I, faster. I was deliberately thinking like, remember when uh, he first joined the team and mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder threw him all these lobs and AD was like, how come you can't throw me these passes? And I was like, yeah, there was a thing happening, right? Like there was a connection. There was some actual activity with mm-hmm. Damian Jones. Uh, and Admittedly, I did not watch much of the fourth quarter of today's game just because I knew that like the rotations were not going to be, yeah, like real players. But yeah, I, I feel like there is a a middle ground to be reached between Frank Vogel's defense and what Darvin Ham is trying to do, and like things are just a little conservative on that end right now. And like I get it; it's very early, mm-hmm. um, but considering like how Frank came in, like balls out, like we're gonna install this defense. We're going to make everything happen from the defense and then work outwards. And like the offense literally never came around over three years. Like I get trying to, you know, compromise, but 
it is weird to like see the Lakers playing this way. And like, I just, I don't think this is going to last for very long. Perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Cause honestly, again, like I, I know preseason games aren't a big thing. You can't really take much from it, but the previous ones, there were like signs, you know, of, you know, better effort. There were guys chasing over screens. Again, I think Lonnie Walker's a guy who's done a good job. I just think like number one, it's very disheartening to see LeBron and AD play this well and still be down, you know, 12 or 13 in the fourth quarter. Like, that's really tough. LeBron was 9 for 12. AD was 7 for 11. That's 44 points combined from them. Uh, and, you know, the rest of the team is 11 for 29. Like, that's that's that feels like opening night from last year where those two were just absolutely incredible. And, you know, I, I was talking to someone um, on Twitter, like, I understand, you you know, Gobert and Cat were out, but you can't be down to Minnesota where LeBron and AD play that well. And you can't have six guards and have one play well. Like, one play kind of well. You know, like, that's you're not going to win a lot of games. So the Lakers have to f- figure that out. But, yeah, I think, like, just the rotation has to be better. But... Yeah, Serena, I wish you watched, you were there for the other <laughs> ones because I think there was some positivity, like the spacing principles. They were all really implementing pretty well against Golden State, who I thought, you know, Steph played, uh, Clay Thompson didn't play, Draymond Green obviously didn't play, but uh, the other Steph, did... Poole, Looney, Wiggins, like there's there's enough yeah, talent there. Yeah, yeah, there was enough talent there where, you know, the Lakers offense looked legit, and I think this team is going to look, there's a huge canyon-sized gap for how this team looks when they get stuff out of Kendrick Nunn and uh, Lonnie Walker combined to when they Dennis maybe but Dennis who looked like he hasn't played terrible basketball right in a month yeah um did everything that made me realize oh that's why you know it was like okay Schroeder had like one really nice play where he was kind of fighting through his screen and he just sort of like spun around it and like it was a really nice recovery and I was mm-hmm. like oh yeah I forgot like how much effort he gives at the point of attack and then that was it that was all I really noticed. there was another situation where like he got a catch and shoot three and I'm like no Dennis, Russ, like these are not catch and shoot players. Stop jiggering our offense so that it is designed to produce these looks. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing with Dennis. Like, I thought his defense was good. Like, him and Pat Bev are a really good defensive combo. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly, I think, just way too many on ball possessions for me. Like, I understand he can dribble a little bit more than our past guards, but just a lot of Patrick Beverly. I think he had a step back three tonight, which he hit. But um, yeah, like, I like, I like them as a defensive combo. It's just. Yeah, there were other there were signs. It's just tonight it looked like, you know, Darwin Ham got like three more chess pieces when the chessboard was already like in like game. I don't know how, how chess works. They're on like turn 10 <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so they're on like <laughs> I got to say, getting like, more pieces later in the game is a good thing. It's actually chess. a good thing. Yeah, yeah. That's not the right uh, comparison. Then. But uh, however you want to say it, he was already like planning things out and he got like three more things thrown in. Um, and that's what it looked like tonight. Yeah, sorry, people who are playing chess. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about the guards for a second. Um, we've already established that you think that Austin and Wanscano Anderson should be starting next to mm-hmm. the the quote unquote big three of the Lakers. Okay, I think most people would believe that Patrick Beverly is naturally suited to play next to the stars. Like, I didn't yeah. think he had a great game today, and. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd think he'd get up a little bit more to play Minnesota, but again, this is just a preseason game. Lord knows how much he actually cares about this. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm i of the belief Pat Bev is going to get those starter minutes just because, like, he's mm-hmm. a vet. He makes a lot of sense next to the two of them. And frankly, like, why bring Pat Bev when your team is already in the bonus at the end of the quarter? <laughs> like, that just doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, so, just... Thinking about the other guards, you've got Lonnie, you've got Kendrick Nunn, you've got Schroeder, 
Um, I think, and then Austin, right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you're going to be starting Reeves and Beverly. Like Austin is no. just, I understand that he started at small forward last year for the Lakers, but that was an entirely anomalous situation where just everybody was hurt or old or a combination of the two. I don't think he's going to be starting next to Pepev. So somehow you have to find minutes for Austin, Schroeder, Nunn, and what was the last? Lonnie Walker, right? Yeah. Uh, and first of all, just like what combos of those guards do you think make sense? Yeah, so we touched on earlier. I think Dennis and Pat Bev make sense. Like I want okay. Patrick Beverly in my defensive lineup. Um, I think like the – when I'm just watching him these last few games, like he can shoot, but he's obviously not – I don't know he didn't feel like a knockdown shoot to me the way like I think he you know it's kind of sold as like this three and D guard. He's not a pull up and transition kind of guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's a stand in the corner, and that does fit better with LeBron and AD. But I'd kind of like him to be like you can kind of sparingly kind of throw him off. Uh, that's why I like I like the Dennis and Pat Bev combination. I I want Reeves with our stars as much as possible, and that's the tricky part because I think you know where does Russ kind of fit into that? Where does Russ only for, play in the first unit? But I like those together. I like Reeves. I think that's the answer to the question is Russ doesn't fit in this. <laughs> but he's going to. Like, there's, like, like uh, everyone tweeting me. I was so the, bummed. In- I was, like, reading this thing that Jake Fisher wrote about uh, Jake Crowder the other day. And it was just, mm-hmm. like, you know, the Lakers' flirtation with trading Westbrook has dissipated. And I was like, ah, this is just a terrible combination of words to put together. <laughs> like, why are they no longer looking into this? But hey, I'm sorry I have uh, interrupted you once again. Please go on about your combinations that are going to work here. Uh, yeah. So like, first of all, like, uh, please the Indiana trade. I get it. Like, I want let's stop. There's real basketball <laughs> on the floor now. Like, please, they're going to give this a shot. Like, I, I get it. I've seen the machinations of the trade. Trust me. Um, but yeah, like that's the interesting part with it. Russ just still looks kind of out of place, even though the offense is kind of built for him, right? And there were possessions where he got the rebound, pushed the ball, kicked in the corner, and it's like. Pat Bev hitting, taking like a slightly contested three. Um, so it's interesting to kind of see him try to fit back in uh, to the offense. But those are like the combinations. And I think you got to have wings in there. Um, and we just need a pick. Like I think Lonnie Walker and none are probably the ones. And Austin Reeves, I'd like to start. So I'd like to have two microwave scorers off the bench in the starting lineup. If Russ and LeBron are, if Russ is still there, then you already have two, just enough ball handling. I don't want another guy who needs the basketball um, and I need Kendrick Nunn to have like a unit to score because he just looks out of place. Like they all looked out of place somehow. So I mean, there's six guards who all looked like they were in the wrong positions, except for Lonnie Walker, who I thought looked great with the starters. Um, but yeah, all the other guards I thought looked kind of out of place. Dennis Schroeder playing next to Nunn and Lonnie is just, you're not getting the most out of eat all three. And I feel like um, that's something we need to pick up. And I'm kind of disappointed that, you know, we, I, I thought we would take the preseason a lot more serious than we did. Uh, the second to last game, being the first one where we get real rotation minutes, is pretty disappointing to me with a team that you know is brand new again with a new staff. Um, but season starts in a week, in six days, five days. So thing is, I do think that we took this game seriously, right? Like, yeah, we no. didn't play Max Christie or um, Scotty Pippen or Cole Swider or you know any mm-hmm. of the Exhibit Ten guys or. Even Wenyan Gabriel, who is like on the fringes of rotation, like none of those guys played during the first three quarters. Damian Jones didn't play during the first three quarters. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely an effort to play a rotation that resembled what we're going to see in the regular season. 
Um, so I don't think like taking it seriously is a problem. I think we're just starting to see that what the Lakers do have just doesn't really make a lot of sense together. Yeah, but I wish I saw this like three preseason games ago. You know what I mean? Like, why am I but seeing the full when rotation? The Lakers now? were still trying to like determine who was gonna, you know, stick out through the end of camp, right? Like there is sure there's other functions to preseason other than just like you know, no, yeah. You know. I'm just saying we're not like a team like coming back with any type of continuity, right? It's Reeves, LeBron, AD. That's it. So and Wenyan and Russ. And when and 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 Wenyan and Russ. Oh, yes, Wenyan and Russ. Sorry. Oh, man. And Jay Huff, uh, for what it's worth. <laughs> oh yeah, Jay Huff, um, who just uh, hasn't looked great. But uh but uh Been but yeah, supplanted like, by uh, Matt Ryan and Cole Swider. <laughs> Matt Ryan leaped two summer league dudes. Oh man. Incredible. Uh, but but yeah, like I I would have loved to see this a little bit earlier. I harped that preseason was important, and honestly, like we won the real minutes the last few games. Like the the first half, we were actually you know winning against Phoenix, against the Warriors, um, against the Kings. I believe we won the minutes that, however that matters, against the Kings. But um, we won the real minutes against them. Um, but we'll, like I would have loved to see this a little earlier, Serena. But it it's tough to watch all the guards kind of try to find their footing. Um, and I guess that was predictable. I just like I, I was hoping we'd have a little bit more clarity on who should be playing. It still feels like we're throwing them all out and seeing, okay, who's the best guard with five days left? You know, like it. Yeah, I do think like... the injection of Schroeder, especially like in place of a Juan Toscano Anderson, like I realize it wasn't a one for one thing. It just so happened that JTA wasn't yeah. available and Schroeder was. Um, that definitely just changes the the balance completely, right? Like you get a ball handler, like it who cannot shoot again in favor of like <laughs> one of those connectors and movers, which, you know, Schroeder is decidedly not. And like when we had talked about Schroeder a few weeks back and I expressed like my enthusiasm for him rejoining mm-hmm. the Lakers, it was predicated on the fact that I thought they were going to be losing another ball handler. And that ball handler is still here <laughs> and still makes no sense with the Lakers. And I, I think we've danced around the issue long enough. Like, most of this doesn't work. Like you could find minutes for five guards if Russell Westbrook was not there, just soaking the oxygen out of the building. Okay. Like the most memorable thing Russell Westbrook did in this game was having what this little like pass fight with Jaden McDaniels in the first quarter that led to a preseason double technical. Um, our buddy Jacob Rude found uh, you know, a, a play later in the game where, you know, Patrick Beverly is calling a huddle of the team and Russell Westbrook takes like a good like 10 seconds to walk over and it it just looks super weird i mean he i mentioned this earlier with the catch and shoot three pointers like that's not happening the the spacing within the half court like again i am aware that this is not what it looked like for the first four games what it looked like today was that the wolves are just completely sagging into the paint making no effort to you know cover out to any of the shooters and that just clogged up a bunch of stuff like the type of entry passes that were getting thrown in by russell westbrook had no chance of succeeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I don't know that we needed the preseason to learn this really, but like whatever Ham had in mind for how to make Russ look good, like I I hope to God it looked better in that previous games because like this this is not feasible. Mm-hmm. What happened today again is no better than what happened in the 21-22 season. Yeah, and I guess my issue, Sabrina, is this is game two of Russ, LeBron, AD in mm-hmm. the preseason. Game two, Russ 
rested the last game, which I get. But, you know, they all complained that they only got a few games together. Um, and I would have liked to see this a little bit more to kind of get the uh, get the kinks worked out um, because it still looks clunky. Russ still looks, you know, very similar to last year. His finishing still isn't there. Still taking mid-range pull-ups. Eddie Swish tonight. I don't think but... that's like a kink working out situation. I think it's uh... – sure. He doesn't fit next to the two of them. And maybe it's better that he didn't play all those preseason games so that the other guys could get a look for when Russ is eventually off the team. Yeah, I guess my, my thing is like I, I want Ham to have been Ham to have seen this stuff before, like being able to go back and watch because there's only one exhibition left. I mean, that, that's all you get. And we'll see how many of the guys play. I think he said the real rotation will play again um, for, for this one as well. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it still looked, uh, didn't look clean. Uh, he's driving to the paint, kicking out. But this system is supposed to be geared towards him, right? That's the whole point of this. The space and pace, we're not playing any No, it's any geared center. towards Anthony Davis. It, yeah, him too as well. But it's supposed to at least make Russ more of a play, more of a contributor, right? Like it, that's what it's supposed to. But he still looks very uh, uninvolved in the offense, not, take, not really screening as he's supposed to. Like the last few games, Sabrina, the screening was incredible. We'd come up the floor. There was no... You know, lethargic no action. I don't believe that. Okay, uh, believe me, I'm I'm not making up fibs here. When uh in the last few games, they'd come up the floor, it flow into a dribble handoff with like Henrik Nunn and AD in the middle of the floor, floor space to the extreme, guys running deep corner, um with one big running down the middle, and the spacing looked clean. It looked nice. It looked like play. There was positions to operate. Um, and today we just didn't see much of that. And Minnesota just obviously, um, absolutely, you know. Uh, going to the paint and denying any kind of rim attack was obviously part of it. But um, I think also part of it is like playing Dennis Schroeder, whose teams aren't going to respect from three. Russell Westbrook as well, right? Not going to respect from three. Anthony Davis are going to allow to shoot. LeBron James are going to allow to shoot. Um, It's why it's important to me that Austin Reeves, I know JTA is not a shooter, but he takes them at least like he was taking them in the preseason. Um, And I think he can hit him at a, Okay, clip. Um, and he's like more of a connector, ball mover, get the ball moving, get the ball pushing. And they're high motor guys, right? Reeves and JT are both high motor players, and I think that's what that lineup needs. So uh this was a rough rot watch. Um, I hope the last ones weren't like uh didn't mean nothing. Like I hope I hope there was <laughs> I hope those were like something they can at least build on. But uh yeah, tonight was rough. I thought AD did a good job of rolling at least, like he was definitely putting mm-hmm. pressure on the rim. Um I mean, just in general, I thought he looked really good. Uh, defensively, I thought he was covering a lot of ground. I mean, I mentioned the floater thing earlier. I just I don't expect him to make that much of an impact. But like, uh, I thought he looked really good on both ends of the court. I mean, he just was active. He looked healthy. Um, he was physical. Um, he was demanding the ball uh, all over the court. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Braun was like really effective without being super ball dominant, which is my favorite kind of LeBron. Like, not that he shouldn't be ball dominant by any means but uh like the two of them as you mentioned like they look great and it's on the one hand it's really like encouraging because we didn't get Mm -hmm. to see the two of them together playing well very often last year um not that lebron wasn't playing well it's just 80 wasn't really carrying his end of the bargain but on the other end like it's a little frustrating that they played well and you can't find one other player to support them for like 40 minutes. Uh, and that was, I mean, that's the question that we had about this roster when it was constructed during the off season. And 
the last minute additions of Patrick Beverly and Dennis Schroeder didn't do much to change that calculus, right? Like there's no third mm-hmm. score really. Um, I mean, I feel like Malik Monk would look really good on this team, <laughs> uh, just like he did last year. Uh, but yeah, there's no third score, and the the imbalance in terms of the wings is just like either the Lakers play a lineup that doesn't have good spacing, which frankly a lot of their lineups don't have good spacing, or they just play aggressively small, and you're just getting pounded on the glass by the other team, or just bullied by these opposing wings. Not even wings, just like. Anthony Edwards is like a shooting guard and he is bullying the Lakers on the other end. So, I mean, the the questions that I had about the way this roster is constructed, like none of those have been resolved. <laughs> um, I realize again, one preseason game, I only considered three quarters of it. Uh, I just don't feel like this is a team that makes cohesive sense yet. Uh, mm-hmm. and I was hoping for more because like I said, I didn't watch the previous games, but like I had heard a lot of positive thoughts like, Hey, the Lakers keep winning first quarters and the Lakers keep outscoring teams when LeBron and AD are on the court. And yeah, like LeBron was a plus 10 today, but, uh, AD was minus nine. And like through the halftime, they were down by eight and through three quarters, they were down by seven. Like it wasn't as if they were outplaying Minnesota, like far from it. Um, so I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't really know what to expect going forward because like, it's, it's a group that I don't think like makes sense together. It was just put with the, I feel like it was built with the expectation that like a major move was going to happen and that major move has not happened. And now we're just stuck in this in between and like, it feels unfinished. And I understand why Darwin's ham, Darwin ham's schemes feel unfinished because they're not, they're not really built for this roster. (laughs) No, yeah, for sure. I, I remember I was talking to Cooper a couple of weeks ago and he's and uh I think he said like it'd be better if you know what's I was asking him like what's better if it, if LeBron and AD are playing well and we're losing or you know we're losing and LeBron and AD aren't playing well. And he said, No, I'd feel better if LeBron and AD weren't playing well and we're losing because at least I know they'll they'll play better. And I'm not really sure what the answer to that is. Like I, I prefer that they're playing well and we're losing because at least that gives an impetus to be like, hey, if you make a deal then you know that these two are already ready to go, right? Like if LeBron and AD were not playing well, then it's like, why bother making the trade? You know? Yeah, for sure. And I was, but I was thinking like, well, if LeBron and AD aren't playing well, then like, what's the point of what we're doing? <laughs> what are right. we doing anyway? You know, <laughs> like that, <laughs> that's what I was like. I'm not sure what's actually, um, what's actually better or not. Um, but yeah, this team is definitely unfinished. Uh, they definitely, I mean, I don't think you go out and get Dennis Schroeder if you expect to, you know, not make some type of uh, consolidation move. Why do we move. have all of these guards who nominally hate each other? <laughs> I hope not. I, I keep hearing all these stories about like, oh, no, Dennis said like, oh, Russ is my brother and he's helping me out through all these things. And like even last year when Russ was really going through it, like Dennis posted a nice little supportive picture on Instagram about the two of them mm-hmm. and uh, like you know, Russ and Pat Bev have whatever buried the hatchet and like I'm they can't play together. <laughs> like just stylistically, it doesn't make sense for these guys to play together. There's not enough minutes for all these guys to play together. Like you mentioned, it hampers the other players from doing what they're good at. I just I don't understand I... how like at the end of the offseason with Westbrook still on the team, you're like I'm going to double down and bring in Pat Bev and Dennis Schroeder. That is the security of a man who has just earned an extension. Those are the moves <laughs> that he made. Well, I have, a, I have a saying on this, Serena. Um, winning cures all. 
but losing also kills all like that's like you know so we're gonna see very quickly again i've been harping on the six games if you go past the six games though it's actually not a terrible schedule it's just like <laughs> okay, i first... don't want to talk about that no no no, no. Let's focus i'm on not the going six. not going on that not going on that um but uh but yeah it's interesting but anthony davis you brought up um i had i pulled up his stuff against the warriors uh, i believe he had 28 points uh let's see down can't check his rebounds for some reason uh but 28 points against the warriors another 25 or 19 points tonight he's looked good like anthony davis has looked like himself all preseason actually not just tonight um anthony davis has looked really good lebron james has looked incredible nine for 12 tonight i think he was like eight for 11 against the warriors um that they both oh no he didn't play against the warriors but uh he looked great all preseason again i think played against the suns but those two look ready serena and it's I hope this isn't like what's to come. And two for eighteen from three is like is rare, right? That's not something in a normal NBA team but like, shoots. Anytime right? one of the shots went up, I was just like, I don't like that shot. So that's fair. That's fair. It's but, not like uh, our shot quality was great based no, on who was it, taking them. It wasn't, but I mean, like, I, I know I harped on Kendrick Nunn, but oh for six from three. That's one for five from Patrick Beverly. He should be better than a 20% shooter. I think he's going to be incredible, but 20% mm-hmm. shooting from Patrick Beverly, one for five. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, 0 for six. Um, my guy Cole Swider was two for seven. It looks like he's not really going to enter the rotation. <laughs> um, uh, have you been listening yeah. to his podcast, Raj? <laughs> I have, actually. Um, it's not bad. That's uh, <laughs> one uh, way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like hopefully we can shoot better. But to me, defense was more of my issue tonight. I just thought thought we were all over the place. Uh, I think we're small guys like Nasri, like you talked about. They're all around the league. Um, teams are gonna punish us inside. We're gonna have to gang rebound. I thought a lot of them kind of got tipped and stuff like that. But uh, we're a small team, and I understand like diving into that. I get accepting that. It's just I would like a couple more wings. JTA wasn't active tonight, so I can't really blame him not playing. Um, but Wendy Gabriel, I'd like to get in a little bit earlier. Sabrina has been our best backup big. Like, I know, like, we signed Damian Jones and Thomas Bryant. I think Wayne and Gabriel has outplayed both of them this preseason, um, which is sad or a good thing to say. I don't know. Like, I don't it's know. It's good for Wenyan, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm hoping for a little bit better on uh, on Friday. Yeah, me too, because this was this was a bit of a dud. Um, you know, I, I watched the Dodger game and that was a dud, and then you know, I had I had this going like simultaneously, and this was <laughs> uh, not even able to keep my attention through most of it because of just yeah, like like you said, just the the energy wasn't quite there in this game, and uh, I don't know, I uh, I was unimpressed. Um, I missed watching Lakers basketball, and I'm disappointed. This was my first foray back into it, but hey, I'd rather be unimpressed during the preseason than when the regular season starts. So. Definitely. Yeah. Hopefully we can, you know, shock some people. Um, but uh we're gonna need to be a little bit more serious on on Friday for sure. I think we play the Kings. So yeah, Kings. Maybe we can get a win. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can uh, get our second win in preseason. Let's let's finish uh two and four. This is why the Lakers schedule so many preseason games so that they can potentially get multiple wins. You know, most most teams clock out at the four mark, you know. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I mean we were we rested a bunch of guys, so we technically only got like four games. Okay. Four okay. real basketball. <laughs> Anything else you want to add before we close out, Raj? Uh no. Uh welcome back, Sabrina. Let's uh get this season started. Um hopefully, you know, it's a little bit better than last year. Uh and hopefully more hope- than a little bit. 
Last question for you. Um, will you go back and rewatch any of these uh, preseason games that you missed? No, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I I don't even need to justify that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I appreciate you for carrying the load and letting me know what I missed. Uh, but until I see like good trends that I want to catch up on, no, not happening. Uh, that's what I'm here for. So, you know, watch all the <laughs> terrible basketball and uh, for everyone else. All right. Well, this has been I Love Basketball. <laughs> uh, make sure you subscribe to the Silver Screen Roll Podcast Network for shows about the Lakers every day of the week. And we'll be back next week during the regular season. Back to you, Dad.